With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy football advice, speculation, and whatever stupid stuff they decide to drop into the show. Now here's your host, Paul Charchian. It's a combine edition, kind of, of Fantasy Football Weekly. I'm Paul Charchi and my host, Brian Johnson. Hello. What's up, Charch? I wish I was at the combine with yeah. you. How was it? Uh, I was there midweek. It was um, it was great. It was very busy. It was just like the old combines and in many ways even busier than the previous ones. And I thought maybe COVID and everything. And I knew a bunch of people who weren't going. A lot of my industry friends weren't there. Uh, so I was really worried it, it, there wouldn't be a lot of people there. But there were. There, everybody was there. It was great. Overall, from a, just speaking about you know fantasy relevant rookies, how yeah. excited are you for this class? Because like I feel like six months no, ago it, it was no, it's not a great class. Honestly, I'm a little more excited than I was a few months ago. There are some good receivers, and we're going to break these down really into into April. We've already right. got it all planned out. April's good. We're going to be breaking down all the positions. Some really good receivers, I think. Tight ends pretty bad. Quarterbacks pretty bad. Running backs okay. And we'll we'll have plenty of guys that we can talk about, uh, re, you know, in those about those positions when the time comes. But yeah, got some good dirt and you know some insight into a few things, and it's yeah, it's it's always fun. But the focus of this show, like the focus of the last show, is we go back through one of the divisions and we highlight key elements for every player in that division. And this week, NFC East now. The goal here is not to recap a season you already know, because you already know about that, but hopefully to shed some insight that maybe, you know, when you're deep in the weeds, playing it every week, there's some stuff that you just maybe don't realize uh, is happening. And now you have a chance to reflect on a full season with all these players and speculate a little bit into what's going on next season. Let's do it. Let's begin in the end. We're doing the NFC East this week. The NFC least. Yeah, it really is. There's some bummer teams in here. Oh, but that's reality geez. football. There's plenty of uh, yeah. good fantasy yeah. stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's start with the Philadelphia Eagles. All right. Uh, yeah, start with the Eagles. We'll start with their quarterback. Uh, as of right now, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Rumors always seem to be swirling like he's going to get traded or... They don't trust him as their starter. But, well, uh, they shouldn't trust him yet. Uh, he has not earned trust yet. I don't know. I, I'm not 100% with you there. Um, one player has amassed 4,000 passing yards and 1,000 rushing yards through their first 20 career starts. Want to guess who that is? 
Oh, apparently it's Jalen Hurts. It's Jalen Hurts. And guess what? Yeah. He's only started 19 games, too, not All right. 20. Okay. So uh, finished as QB 10 last year uh, with basically just one wide receiver. He yeah. was a rookie, Devonta Smith. We'll talk about him in a second. Uh, he also had the fifth most rushing touchdowns with 10. And that's among running backs. It's all players. Uh, so yeah. Philly surely will pad the receiver position through free agency, the draft, or both. So I'm buying Jalen Hurts. I think he can get better. I don't think he's peaked. I don't, I don't know. I know you're as, as a passer, on him. Yeah, my worry is as a passer, I don't know how much better he can get. And hopefully he can. Um, but if he doesn't, man, I'm just I'm nervous about his his long term prospects of just even retaining the job if his passing doesn't get better. True. But I mean, in fantasy football, though, that rushing floor. Oh, I know. It was so, so safe huge. and it yes. gave, gives him such a high ceiling. So I, I'm still Agreed. in on Jalen Hurts. He's not okay. a guy who I'll be fading. Uh Speaking of that one wide receiver we mentioned, Devontae Smith, uh, led all rookie wide receivers in air yards per reception last year, Mm -hmm. over 23. His ADOT, average depth of target, was a massive 15.2 yards, uh, nearly one and a half yards more than Jamar Chase. So big play potential certainly there for Smith. On the downside, last year... When he didn't give you the big play. Yeah, he had some very bad weeks, uh, Mm -hmm. which makes him more appealing in, in best ball formats. But I think we do see some more consistency this season, especially if Philly or when Philly brings in fresh blood at wide receiver, I don't think that's going to hurt Devonta Smith. I think it's yeah. only going to help him mm-hmm. more. And uh, of course, it all depends on the, the arm of Jalen Hurts. But uh, again, I, for one, think he can improve as a passer. So Devonta Smith, another guy uh, I'm going to be targeting in drafts this year, but not as much as I'll be targeting tight end Dallas Goddard, who didn't post eye popping numbers last year. But the, well, he had, he had Zach Hurts for six, seven right. weeks and, and, on, and, in there as well. And he was he was hurt a little bit, missed a couple mm-hmm. games. But the underlying metrics, very impressive for Goddard. Averaged 2.2 yards per target in PPR leagues. He was second in yards per, per reception at 15. First in yards per route run. He led all tight ends and completed air yards per target. Mm. The only problem was he only saw 76 targets. That's why yeah. the numbers weren't there. But again, there was the Ertz effect. Um, what and if, even, and what, but what if this team gets better at wide receiver in the offseason, which I think there's a good chance they do. I think that can really only help Goddard, maybe. too. Because, yeah. I mean, he, he was probably the primary focus uh, for opposing defenses. Yeah. Either him or Devontae Smith. So, and, and you know, when, and when Zach Ertz got traded, yeah, that cleared up targets for Goddard, but it kind of was a shock to that offensive system, I would think. Because they were really like a two-tight-end offense, and all of a sudden they were a one-tight-end offense. Yeah. So now they got all offseason to kind of build their offense around Goddard, hopefully, who, again, only had 76 targets. When you're talking about guys like Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey, they saw twice that, if not more. Yeah. And all those metrics I just mentioned, he was well ahead of Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews and all those. Which is so crazy, yeah. At tight end seven right now, I'm, I'm, I'm where he's roughly getting drafted mm-hmm. right now, I'm big on Goddard, who has a top three tight end potential this year if he sees the volume. So I'm liking Goddard, but uh, not liking the running game too much uh. in Philly. Um, I know. Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell. We'll talk about these two really quick. Uh, disaster season for Sanders last year. Less than 1,000 combo yards. Zero touchdowns. Um, but he only played 12 games. Yeah. He, he was dinged up. Jordan Howard and Boston Scott vultured lots of opportunities. They uh, did. Especially that was near the goal line. too. Yeah. Um, so... I don't know. Miles Sanders, he's fallen into in these very early drafts, like the ninth, tenth round range. So yeah. he's kind of a nice 
buy low candidate. There's some value there. Yeah, in in both redraft and dynasty formats. But uh, don't sleep on Kenneth Gainwell, who certainly flashed at times last year. Not enough. Not Not enough, enough, Brian. He did score five rushing touchdowns on just 68 attempts, Mm -hmm. averaged 4.3 yards per carry. He's kind of the go-to receiving back as well in that offense. So... Runners, runners have an opportunity to get better in year two, and we've seen it a lot. Where you know there are rookies who come out at running back, and they don't they don't do much in year two. It's usually you know that's where you see for most backs that's that's sort of your your last chance to really show in the NFL. Although there are exceptions, and it's a nice uh, offensive but, line, yeah. in Philly. They got a good O line, so uh, yeah, that's the Eagles. Okay. And if people are asking what about Jalen Rager, don't ask about Jalen no, Rager. That's, He's uh, dead to us. He is dead. Uh, although it'll be his third year, right? And yeah. sometimes receivers come to life, come to life in the third year, but usually they, usually not when they're as dead as he's dead. The Washington Commanders. First time I've talked about the Commanders. Yeah, the Commanders. Yeah, it still feels weird, and it's such a bad name, man. So uninspired. Look at what the Seattle Kraken did by going an offbeat, unique name. People are like. You can't, they have the, they've the selling the most merchandise in the NHL because they have a cool logo and name. Well, I got to go on a real quick mini rant. Not, not the, the, the commander's logo, but like their crest that yeah. will be on. They put for the Super Bowls, they won. They put the, the year where the game was, yeah, it was played, played which not is always the season. Yeah. Right. Which is not how anybody acknowledges <laughs> their Super Bowl wins and the fans are upset. I mean, it was such a massive oversight that that is weird, isn't it? Oh, I'm not even a fan, and it bothers me. But yeah, people are pissed in the in the Beltway about that. Let's start at the quarterback position. Taylor Heineke had zero or one touchdown pass in eleven games Sounds last about right. year, and he was particularly ineffective after Week Four. Once defensive coordinators got some good tape on him, he had a pretty nice little run in like weeks one, two, three, four, and then just the wheels came off, and he mm-hmm. was a very ineffective quarterback. After week four, he was fantasy quarterback 21, which meant that, you know, most weeks you were by a mile better off not starting him than yeah. somebody else. His scramble, he's, a, he's, got, he's got pretty good wheels, but his scrambling was very anemic. He averaged just 17 yards and zero rushing touchdowns after week four. Um, he's going to be a free agent. Ryan Fitzpatrick won't be retained, and Washington is clearly in the market for a new quarterback next year. Yeah, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson in play. Mm-hmm. drafting a rookie, I would think. Yeah. They're going to go the, one of those The problem's going to be Washington might be the least compelling destination for any free agent quarterback who can control his own destiny because of all the turmoil with that team right now. Well, Wilson's you know? willing to go there. Like he'll we don't know that. Little, well, that's the word on the street, but yeah, it's not definitive. I, I don't know about that. Uh, I, don't think, I don't think anybody wants to go to Washington right now. All right, let's talk about Terry McLaurin, who suffered under Heineke. He slumped all the way to wide receiver 37 after week five, from week five forward. Brutal. Wide receiver 37. He scored just two times the rest of the way, and that put him behind guys like Kendrick Bourne and Devonta Smith and Marquez Callaway. Come on, you're Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin. His stats from last year weren't that different than the year before in total stats, but we all expected him to do far better and really improve on year two into year three. And it just didn't come together without Stu Beard there and Taylor Heineke throwing him wobblers. And it just never, it never really came together. Still McLaurin's obviously got loads of talent. Mm -hmm. And if the commanders (laughs) 
can I don't think I'll ever use that. find themselves a quarterback, then there's some real upside to be had in McLaurin next year. Yeah, McLaurin's in that like cursed group of like Andre Johnson and Allen Robinson yeah. still amazing. Great, great receivers. Re- yeah, great receivers no quarterback. quarterbacking. Right. Uh, and there's no other good receivers on this team. Diami Brown was a total washout in his rookie season, just 12 catches. Maybe he sparks next year, but we got nothing from him this year. Kurt, and they didn't even put him on the Brown. He was at, on the field. He was inactive most many games. Curtis Samuel injured throughout the entire season, starting in training camp and lasting all year long. It was this last year. It was his first year into his $34 million deal. Oh, he caught just six passes, six passes for yeah. Curtis Samuel. He was hurt a ton though. He was hurt a ton. So, I mean, I, to me, you know, like last pick of your draft, you could throw a dart at him and see what happens. I've got, I've got interest in him in the later rounds. If, if they upgraded quarterback, quarterback if yeah. he stays healthy, yeah. I think he there's could pay off there, there, but you're there, right. There, there is there's, a ceiling there. Yeah. He's there's still, cost. I got to believe there's still some of the talent that we saw in his oh, last sure. year in Carolina. All right. Logan Thomas, uh, tight end injured all season. Just a reminder. If you forgot, he tore his ACL and MCL in December. So we don't even know if Logan Thomas is going to be ready for week one or what point during the season he would come back and be effective there. Um, Ricky Seals Jones is a free agent, but they like their other, their rookie from last year, John Bates, who flashed mm-hmm. a little bit when Seals Jones was hurt and Logan Thomas was hurt and they had to go to Bates, give him more time. He flashed a little something. I think they'll let Seals Jones walk and assume Bates can can fill in and be the backup if it turns out Logan Thomas isn't ready to go. Yeah, what I liked about Logan Thomas when he was healthy was he was playing Literally 100% of the snaps. They, was, they, they just like roll with a yes. tight end. Yes. The healthy one. So if, if he can stay healthy, uh, he's another guy who's kind of undervalued right now. All right, let's go to the running backs. Antonio Gibson, he had a 1,300-yard, 10-touchdown season. When I say 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns, you're like, hey, that's, that's a pretty good year. Mm-hmm. But why didn't it feel like no. Antonio Gibson had a better season? It's because he was an erratic performer and unpredictable, and it was very hard to know when you were safe putting him in your lineup and when not to. He succeeded against some very hard-run defenses when some people reasonably would have benched him, and he flopped against some really bad-run defenses, and the pass catching really never developed like we thought it would in the offseason. We had spent much of the offseason talking, talking ourselves into a reduced role for J.D. McKissick, for a guy who was a, a wide receiver, basically, yes. in college, too. Antonio Gibson. We thought, we, we thought yeah. it'd come together more. He hit 100 rushing yards just once. And one of the, I'm sorry, just two times. And one of them was in week 18 when nobody was playing fantasy football. That's Gibson. And four of his 10 touchdowns were scored in December. And at that point, you may not even been in the playoffs. He did have a shin injury, and he played most of the season on that shin injury. And he never really this season looked as dynamic and elusive as he had in 2020, the year before, Brian. So Gibson, I think, um, is, I believe he will fall out of the top two rounds in many drafts next year based on what we saw last year. Yeah, he's uh, going, from what I've seen, it's early, of course, late second, early he's going, but he's more of a mid-third. mid, mid third. I think that sounds right. Uh, J.D. McKissick was a spot starter, uh, and then, you know, he was a spot fantasy starter, not starter for their team. You may not remember he finished uh, with a concussion in week 12 and that was the end of his season. And I, you know, I, you never knew what to do with McKissick. He was just like a dart throw by week guy. And and, um, it'll be interesting to see whether or not they decide to retain his services. Uh, Let's go over to the Cowboys. uh, Cowboys. Let's go to Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. And 
Looks like we're going to have a little shakeup at the wide receiver position. Yeah, we will. Wow. I'll get there in a minute. Let me just okay. get let me get Dak out of the way. We don't have to dive too deep into Dak. Uh, somewhat of a down year for him statistically, mm-hmm. but he was fourth. Uh, he had fourth most passing touchdowns with thirty seven, the same amount as Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he did go under underwent shoulder surgery this past off season, but it was on his non throwing arm. Should be fine there. Uh, roughly going around QB six in drafts right now, but still has that quarterback one potential, even if the Cowboys offense undergoes a bit of a makeover, which it, it likely will. We'll talk about that in, in yeah. just a minute. But uh, let's talk about a guy who will definitely be a Cowboy this year, and that's C.D. Lamb. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though there were some Arizona rumors swirling oh. a week or two ago, yeah, I didn't buy into that either. Uh, speak down years, though. Lamb, people were expecting a top five, top ten I was. Finish. I think I think I had him ranked uh, right around ten going into the season. Yeah, wide receiver 20 in PPR. So he, yeah. he under-exceeded everyone's expectations. Now, can you under-exceed? I don't know. <laughs> I guess I, when I sure. typed that out, I felt like, I, I'm like, am I making this I word so. up? <laughs> but it makes sense, right? It does. Um, but you know what? I think CeeDee Lamb could be this year's version of Cooper Cup. Now, he's not getting drafted as late as Cup was getting drafted last year, but he's still falling into the late second, Mm -hmm. early third round right now. But that's still good value for a guy with uh, overall wide receiver one potential. But here's the key for him to do it. They got to use him in the slot more. Um, He checks all the boxes outside of that. He's got the size, the speed, the talent, a good quarterback, a good good offensive line. Lamb only took a third of his snaps from the slot last year. And I'm saying we at least double uh, those snaps from the slot for him this year because his biggest games came when he saw at least 16 snaps from the slot. Hmm. Uh, nine catches, 149 yards, two touchdowns against New England, two touchdowns against Atlanta, seven for 104 and a touchdown against Tampa Bay. This is are in games where he was seeing significant snaps from yeah. the slot. And that a lot of that tied to when Gallup was healthy or not. Mm-hmm. You know, Gallup's much is was traditionally more of an outside guy, and they would p- move. Lamb more into the slot when Gallup was on the field, but Gallup missed most of the season or half the season. So that was, uh, that ended up pushing Lamb outside more. And I'm with you. I just think he's a natural slot receiver. Yeah. I'd like to see him uh, using the slot a lot more because, hey, that's where Cooper Cup plays, right? For the most part. Um, Speaking of Michael Gallup uh, and Amar, let's talk about Amari Cooper. Right. So recent news rumors. He's basically gone. It's not even a rumor. It's just, it's just fact. They can't afford him. They're going to cut him. They mismanaged the, this all goes to Zeke's contract. This like ruined everything. Like, but now they're just going to let Cooper walk when they could have at least uh, tried to trade him. Well, no, they tried. Yo, to be clear, they tried to trade him. Yeah, they there were no fair. takers. I'm sure they weren't. Their offers or their asking price was way too high. Remember but, what they gave up? Was it not two first rounders to get Amari Cooper? Yeah, it was. Oh. I think it was two first rounders. Yeah, Jones is not very good in the front office. Uh, so we're going to assume, not even assume, Cooper's gone. But that's going to clear. And Michael Gallup is an unrestricted free agent as yes, well. So Cedric Wilson. Uh, yeah, I think Wilson is going to be there. Um, Gallup kind of on the fence. The weird thing with Gallup is he, he blew out his knee late in the season. He waited like a month to have the surgery. He just had the surgery a couple weeks ago. So I don't know if he's going to be ready for the start of the season. But it wasn't an ACL, was it? it was, or, was it ACL? Or, okay. or it was MCL. Oh, okay. ACL's right. worse, right? But yeah. either way, he, he waited right. like six weeks, which was kind of bizarre. It's like, just get it over with. Yeah, right. Get, your get rehab the recovery going. going. Yeah. But uh, uh, really, I'm most excited about Cedric Wilson, mm-hmm. <laughs> knowing that Cooper is pretty much gone. Uh, I don't know if Gallup's going to be ready to start the season. And Wilson looked great when given the opportunity. 45 catches, 602 yards, six touchdowns on just 61 Targets. 
Yeah, that's those are give great him numbers. 100, right. 120, which is viable or feasible for a, a wide if receiver he's, too. If he's starting, yeah. we're talking a thousand yards and mm-hmm. potentially double digit touchdowns. So Wilson is a guy going very late right now, and I think he's going to be climbing round by round as we go uh, month I by like month that call. through the season. So. Especially if Gallup's not going to be a factor next year, either not on the team or because of because of the knee. And now because of the, uh, the the cap crisis in Dallas, another guy who might not be a cowboy next year is Titan tight end, or this year, tight end Dalton Schultz. But I think now that with the, the, the Cooper news, I think they, they retain yeah. Dalton Schultz, Schultz, and hopefully they do because he thrived in a full-time role in Dallas, was one of three tight ends with at least 800 yards and eight touchdowns. The other two, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. Schultz was one of six tight ends to top 100 targets, finished third in catches at the position with 78. So he looked great. He's comfortable in that offense. And as for Blake Jarwin, not a concern uh, when it comes to Schultz's playing time. He's the guy now. The Cowboys actually are saying they have concerns about Jarwin. The hip surgery he had, he's the first pro football player to ever have it. Oh, they're saying. Wow. Only hockey and basketball players have really? had it. So wow. who knows how he reacts to okay. this hip surgery. So don't be concerned with uh, Blake Jarwin if you're rolling, uh, wanting to roll into uh, 2022 with Dalton Schultz as your tight end one. He's another guy I'm liking if you, if you uh, fade the, the big name tight ends in your draft. All right, let's get to the running backs. Uh, I know we be, have to. It's going to be frustrating course, for a lot of people. We're talking Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. Will this be the year that Tony Pollard finally usurps Ezekiel yeah, Elliott I'm, as a I'm, back? I'm done thinking that the Cowboys will do the right thing here. So we've been asking for it for two years, and it hasn't happened. Here's an, we all know Zeke is on the decline, but here's a very, a very alarming stat. Elliott had 15 carries of 20-plus yards in 2016 on 344 15 carries. 15 carries of 20 or more yards in what year? 2016. So all the way back to 2016, his rookie year. Yeah, okay. um, and that's 344 carries in that, that year. But since 2019... He's had 794 carries. He's only had 10 carries of 20 plus yards. Man, less the explosiveness is gone. Totally gone. On the other hand, Pollard looks explosive as all hell. Yeah. Average 5.5 yards per carry per pro football focus. He graded better than Elliott as a rusher, receiver, and pass blocker. Man, and pass blocking was always one of the big catches for him. For Pollard, he was not a good pass blocker. The only reason they keep giving Zeke more run is because they're paying him so much. It's all about the money. Mm -hmm. So uh, when Pollard saw 10-plus opportunities last year, that's carries and targets, the Cowboys were 9-1. and When his opportunities were in the single digits, Dallas was one in five. Wow. I mean, it's all right there in front of you. It is. Wow. To start Tony Pollard. So hopefully they do. That's it for Dallas. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk through the New York Giants with a new head coach. Find out uh, a little little back. Well, yeah, and general manager. And they both have Bill's roots. We'll, uh, We'll talk through that team in just a moment. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchi and Brian Johnson with you. New York Giants new head coach is Brian Dable, who teams up with the Bills' former assistant general manager, Joe Schoen, who now runs the Giants mm-hmm. as their general manager. First order of business is Daniel Jones. And it sounds like they're going to give Jones yet another in a series of final opportunities to prove himself as an NFL quarterback. But here's why I'm kind of intrigued. What if they just, what if Brian Dable just runs him like he ran Josh Allen, Brian? Doesn't that get interesting? Now, Daniel Jones is not nearly as no. good of a runner, but he's not bad. No, he's not. He's not bad. He's not a bad runner. What if they give him. Well, unless he runs what, like more than 90 yards, yeah, then, he, then, fall he, then he falls down. Right. It goes boom. What if they give Daniel Jones six, seven, eight design runs a game? Yeah. I mean, that could be good for fantasy purposes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, like you, you don't have to respect his arm as much as you have to respect Josh Allen's. Really, uh, so well, no. So I don't know. You might see that coming a little more, even though everyone knows Josh Allen's gonna be running the ball. But I don't know. I'm, I'm still soft on Jones. I'm know. not. I'm not. I'm I, given where you'll have to where you'll take him. And he will go undrafted in many leagues. Um, he will go you know round 13, 14, 15. as my third quarterback. I'm really interested in Daniel Jones from just that angle. And then if the rushing doesn't materialize, I'm just going to cut him, and I don't care. I'll move on. We won't spend too much time on this, but I have heard the Giants in the Deshaun Watson conversation, and it, mm-hmm. they, they could. Maybe. Daniel Jones would certainly be yeah. part of that trade package, so that would be interesting to see. All right, let's go over to, to Kenny Galladay. His absurd $70 million contract just pounding the final nail in Dave Gettleman's career as general manager. So many nails pounded into oh, so many cuts. <laughs> and he's the guy who set up every one of those nails and pounded them in. Um, he wasn't, I remembered his season with him being hurt all the time. Dude played a lot. He only missed three games. Galladay was on the field for 14 games this year. And 
He was so bad. He did not score in the 14 games. His average game, two and a half catches for 45 yards. It's not even an, an average game in the, in the other sense of the word. No, it's not. <laughs> it's for a starting pitiful. receiver, no. he finished his wide receiver. Hold on. 87. Tabulating. Oh, <laughs> next number. to Josh Reynolds and DeAndre Carter. I don't even know what team DeAndre Carter is on. Washington? Washington. Yeah, okay. Think about that for Kenny. $70 million. So Galladay, obviously, they, he will he'll almost certainly be back on the team. They don't have a choice. and They can't even work around the contract right now. He'll be back with the Giants. He'll have to be a dramatically better, more improved version. But I, I got to believe that there's going to be a ton of wariness since it's been two seasons or two full seasons removed from him having a meaningful fantasy season. We could, we could do a draft of bad contracts in the NFC East. <laughs> <laughs> I think Holiday would be your first overall pick. I don't pick. know. I think I would take Zeke. Then still. there's this guy who'd be in the conversation, Sterling Shepard, who has reportedly been asked to take a pay cut, which tells you plenty about the season that he's coming off of. He's slated to make $12.5 million this year. They can cut him, and I, as memory serves, that'll knock it. That'll, it'll, his cap impact will be about half. If they cut him, I think he will take the, uh, I think he will end up having to uh, renegotiate his deal. He missed half the season. Shepard hasn't played a full season since 2018. He was questionable constantly. He, and every Sunday, you didn't know if Sterling Shepard was actually going to play or not. And every Sunday morning, you're like, oh, he's in, but I don't trust uh, him. A lot of times he was out though, where you almost kind of felt like he would play. Sure, and he's like, he no, he's, play. he's not playing. No, exactly. Uh, so get this on, on Sterling Shepard week one. Seven catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown. Oh, yeah. You looked like the steal of your draft at that point. You're like, oh, game on. After that, his average game, 42 scoreless yards. Sterling Shepard didn't score again and didn't have another 100-yard game the rest of the year. Kadarius Toney is the better talking point out of the wide receivers, but even he was frustrating. He erupted in weeks four and five. And if you combine those two weeks together, Brian, 16 catches for 267 yards. He looked slippery, almost unguardable Mm -hmm. after the catch. And somehow the Giants never went back to him again. In the rest of his games, other than week four and five, he averaged three catches for 21 yards, and he never scored a touchdown all season. Kadarius Toney. Yeah, he, he did look special, though. When he was playing, he did the ball in his hand. Now he suffered a hamstring injury, a thumb injury, a shoulder injury, a quad injury, oblique injury, and an ankle injury. And he got COVID twice. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> so if you take all that away, you figure if he can go through next season, healthy, if Daniel Jones and Brian Dable can stoke up something resembling an NFL passing game, Tony's got some real upside to him. And maybe last season with all those maladies, the bad play, a coaching staff that was about to get fired, you know, it's going to suppress his draft value. And now if you want to go roll the dice on Kadarius, Tony as your wide receiver four in the 11th round, you could do it. You don't like having COVID prone players. We, we've had injury prone, but <laughs> COVID he's prone. like the, the most COVID prone player in NFL history. Yeah, we won't have any of those uh, in that 2022. Uh, Evan Ingram's headed to free agency and he will be gone. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, former first round pick done. Saquon Barkley's the last guy I want to talk about. And Kyle Rudolph, they, yeah, they yeah, let him go. Let him so go. they yeah. got a wide open uh yeah. which which is intriguing. I'd see who lands there. Uh, you know, Dable Maybe. did good stuff with Dawson Knox at tight Eventually. They, eventually. Eventually. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's talk Saquon Barkley. 
course. Um, General Manager Joe Schoen says he's willing to trade Barkley after an unproductive season last year and a lost season before that. Barkley's slated to make $7.2 million this year because it's that fifth year of your rookie deal where if they lock you in, which Gettleman did it this time last year, he locked in the fifth year on Saquon Barkley. Now they're obligated to pay him $7.2 million, and now the new GM wants out on that. Uh, Barkley, needless to say, had a bad season, uh, in part because the offensive line's not good. They rank 21st in run blocking by pro football focus, but even so, the explosiveness, the elusiveness. Man, you, I was watching some of the Saquon Barkley highlights His front, while I was at the Combine, his Combine runs, his rookie year. Long time Dude was ago. insane. He was so good. I will say this, blew out his ACL in 2020, like yes. in week two. Yep. So historically, they say, you know, running backs, even young running backs, takes like two years to like fully right. come back. So, right. and when he got hurt last year, it was like a fluke ankle roll. Like he rolled, he like stepped on his teammates yeah. foot on yeah, a the rush. high ankle sprain, you know, so, that he dealt with for a lot of the year. People are pegging him as injury prone, not COVID prone, but injury prone. So I, I don't, I think that's unfair. So I, I'm buying low. He, Barkley's falling. Oh, into like, oh, I'm sure. Second, late second, early or mid third round. And, uh, it's that high. Yeah. In, in People basketball. are taking him in the second round, Saquon L- Barkley. L- late second. Wow, late I'm second, really surprised third. by that. But, I mean, if he stays healthy and they improve that line, which they can only improve, uh, I think he's still got that top. I mean, he was RB1 in his rookie season. I think he could still get back there. Thank you for listening Fantasy Football Weekly. Next week, we have free agency's getting here soon, by the way. We're two weeks removed from free agency. I can't wait. Uh, so next week, we'll run through the AFC South, the notable players there. Week after that, free agency's game on. We'll be talking about that. So plenty more to get to. Thank you for continuing to listen, subscribe, rate, and review Fantasy Football Weekly. Talk to you in a week, everybody. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar see for yourself when you sign up today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bet 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.